previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Uh, like Chuck, I did ask for permission from her folks, and it was funny because uh, I asked her mom first, and her mom was dumbfounded. She's like, I don't know, go ask Jen's father. <laughs> she didn't even give me an answer. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Hey, Littles. Littles. Roxy. Chuck. Baseball's back. Sure is. Got a little pep in our Pep in our step. (laughs) I mean, don't we? I mean, it just feels good. It feels good. It means spring is here. Yeah. So the weather needs to catch up. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, we got rained out opening day. We did. We did. Yeah, that's okay. That's all right. There was chances I was going to go, but I had a softball game, but everything got rained out. So that's okay. But it's interesting, Roxy, because now that we've met all these littles, Mm -hmm. I find my I I even put this, I think it was on my Facebook page. I don't think I put it on my Twitter. I don't even know what my Twitter page is, really, Um, (laughs) because I do this account so much. But I actually said, well, socks are rained out. So Cubs in Milwaukee, it is. So the whole afternoon, I'm sitting there thinking of Steve Osbol yeah. and thinking of these other fans, Jolene Wojcik's Cubs fan, you know, yep. all these. It's just interesting how you start you having You start an rooting interest. for people yeah, like <laughs> because they have a team and we like these people. And you continue to feel bad for the <laughs> Pittsburgh fans because you know they're going to lose open, you know, and they did, yeah. of course. And uh, yeah. That's too bad. You know, and then there's all these other, I don't know, just interesting things like the defending champions lose on opening mm-hmm. day. What does that mean? And all that mm-hmm. stuff. And you know, we don't get into the X's and O's and stuff. And the, the one good thing, as I said to Steve Oswald, as he texted me as they, at, right after they lost, and he was really angry. It was a good game, though. I think it was 5-4 was the final yeah. on opening day for them. And, you know, as I said, well, the good thing about baseball, it's not like football. There's a lot of baseball left. There is a lot of a baseball left. Ton. So there's plenty of time. I mean, I can go back. My grandfather, the first day <laughs> the Red Sox would lose, Wherever in the season in it could training, be, it, I, think you said. I know. <laughs> now I'm not totally sure on that. My dad can check me on that. But the first game that they would lose, he would say, "Oh, well, better luck next year." Yeah. And then he would just kind of stop paying attention. I mean, back in <laughs> his day, that's probably the way it was. Actually, oh yeah, yeah. And, and, oh yeah. You know, in his defense, I think he used to be able to go get into the ballpark for like a buck. Oh, sure. And they were probably because they were really terrible. I told the story how I got into a Colorado Rockies game for a dollar once yeah, yeah. and got a free hot dog with it. So, right. you know, these promotions people, they'll do whatever they can to get yeah. butts in the seat because then they think they'll, well, they'll buy more hot dogs. Sure. That's how they make their money right. at that point. Exactly. So, but anyway, baseball's back. We're very excited. And Masters weekend. Yeah. We checked in with Jolene Uh Wojcik. Uh-huh. She's Uh, there. Unfortunately, she couldn't come on. They don't, you know, I forgot. They don't allow phones there. Right. She was actually like, it's kind of like a love-hate thing. Sure. You know, when you have to give up your phone for the entire day, because they're there the entire day. I mean, I guess you can leave. That must be so freeing. Oh, yeah. I wish I could do that. I mean, I guess you can leave whenever you want, but you're not going to leave just to get to your phone, I think. Yeah. So... That whole concept, I just love it. Yeah. Didn't you say she had to get up at like 5.30 to get there? Something like, well, I don't know if they were leaving at 5.30 oh. or something like that on the second day mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah, wow. we were going to try and check in with her, but it just didn't work out with the schedules and everything because <laughs> right. my schedule for the weekend is crazy. Yeah. But she's having a good time. She got to see Tiger. I mean, Tiger's start was just unbelievable. Listen, I don't care if you love him or hate him. The fact that he's is able to show up and able to do what he's done so far just as a human being, yeah. after that crazy accident, I mean, 
I want to root for him. I want him to be able to finish and wherever he finishes, just as long as he can make it through, like that's such an incredible thing. So whether you love him or hate him, you have to respect him for trying. Yeah, you have to. And I don't care. <laughs> it, I know if you're not a fan, I understand. But Bill Simmons, we all know. I, I also occasionally yeah. listen to that. Not so much in the off season. I like him during football season because mm-hmm. he's a heavy basketball guy, and I'm not a big NBA guy. So yeah. that's his main podcast nowadays. But he'll throw in these extra things. And and on Thursday night, he threw in a really great episode. He was there and seeing oh, cool. Tiger walk up these hills mm-hmm. and walk down the hills. More importantly, yeah. And he was just saying how it looked like he was incruciating pain. Yeah. But he was still doing it. Yeah. And, you know, to play some of those shots he had were just incredible on the first day. Yeah. All right, Roxy. I guess that's enough golf talk. <laughs> um, so let's get to some of these emails we had before we get to our Meet the Littles guest. We heard from now, Roxy, I fear I've touched a nerve here. Okay. Okay. Rup Sharma. You know we love you, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't think he loves us, though. I don't know. Because he's, yeah, I lately. feel like we touched a nerve. <laughs> he wrote in, he says, Chuck, the official name of the airport in Cincinnati is the Greater Cincinnati Northern Kentucky International Airport. Most big airports are on the outskirts of the cities they service. Rant over. Okay. Okay, yeah, but. I, I totally get it. And first of all, <laughs> my my bad. I will, I will take the hit for this. I did not know that that was the full name of yeah. the airport. Yeah. Everyone I've talked to, they just say the Cincinnati Airport, mm-hmm. the Cincinnati International Airport. What are its corresponding letters? Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Okay. So then what up, Kentucky? Which that doesn't always make sense either. No, they don't. But stand up for yourself. It's CVG is the, the three code airport. So where's the K in there? Why is there no K? And what's the V? I have no idea. I, what's C-V-G? the G? G? What's the G? I have no idea. I'm sure someone will write in. Ugh, people. Yeah. But then, Roop, you're not, apparently you're not a big Tiger fan either. Well, like I said, love him or hate him, I don't care. The yeah. fact that he's out there is pretty amazing after the year that he's had. <laughs> Many right. years that he's had. <laughs> now, he also said most big airports are on the outskirts of the city, which I talked about how much I hate Pittsburgh and Uh Denver. So it's not just Cincinnati. It's not just there. Yeah. But we talked about how those are like 45 minutes outside. Right. Which, Roop, I'm in your corner on that one because at least from Cincinnati, the airport's only like 10 or 15 minutes. Sure. Now it's in Kentucky. But (laughs) I mean, that's the thing. It's like, okay, on the outskirts of the city is one thing. But when you're in a different state, that's a whole nother, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I get the layout, the geography of it. But no, but I will I will give credit where credit's due because I did not know that about the name. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm all I'm asking for for the New Jersey Just Giants. Some recognition. That's all I'm asking. Why isn't it called New York, New Jersey Giants right. or New York, New Jersey <laughs> Jets? That's all I'm saying. So yeah. good for them. Roop, thank you for pointing that out. I appreciate it. I hope you don't hate us too much. Or me, I should say. I don't think he has a problem with you. Cause I was, don't know. I'm no, part it was of this very too. specific. It said Chuck. <laughs> it did not say Chuck and Roxy on this email. So anyway. All right. Then Steve Oswald. Now, I have to trust this. Okay. Okay. But he says, by the way, crunchy peanut butter isn't actually nuts. They are legumes or butter. And then he wrote creamy rules. Okay. Is that true? Legumes are butter? No, no. Legumes are, what are legumes like nuts? No? I I don't know what that is. Are you serious? They don't, those aren't peanuts? So it's not like little chunks of peanuts? It's chunks of peanuts. Come on. It tastes like it, right? Let's deep dive into this, Steve. Okay. Because I need to know because I love it. Let's move on. And then before we get to our Meet the Littles guest, Roxy went. All right. So Roxy's in a new world here. Okay? Yeah. She's in the off season, uh-huh. as we call it. We don't even yeah. know what's going to happen with Radio City next year. No that's, idea. But so she's also starting to think like, 
she's getting a little older. She's yeah. starting to think like, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Because, you know, she's accepted. Like, you can't be a dancer your whole life. No. Professionally. My body's going to break down and one day just scream at me especially, somehow. Like, you need to stop. Especially <laughs> if you just start deadlifting 60 pounds on your shoulders. I did that. Yeah, she did that. I did that the which other is day. Pr- which is great. Okay. I, I was shocked. People, you are stronger than you think you are. So here I am trying to lift weights. The highest weight I've lifted is five pounds in each hand, five pound dumbbells. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of feel this. Now, how did this happen? One of your friends invited you to the gym? Yeah, one of my friends, we were talking about just working out and how I'm I've been so against it for so long because I've been under the assumption while I dance all the time, like, why do I need to go to the gym? But as you get older, you need to do some other things. So she was like, yeah, we'll go to the gym. I'll show you some stuff and you'll kind of get a feel for what you actually can do. I'm like, okay, cool. So I met up with her the other morning. It was like 1030 in the morning. So early start from Roxy. (laughs) Chuck was still asleep. Yep. And I have to say it was so eye opening and she gave me some exercises, circuits, sets, reps, all the things. And I did this thing where I took the barbell and it was just the barbell. So 45 pounds. And I put it on my back and I did squats and I actually got low. I don't usually go low in squats because I'm like, I don't want to break, but I did it. She was there to coach me and like cheer me on. And then she was like, yeah, that looked really easy for you. Do you think you can handle more weight? I'm like, Mm, if I'm being honest, yes, that was easy. So yeah, the whole day was just, or the whole session was basically me trying something with a set of weights or a barbell and then realizing, oh, this is actually easy. I feel it, but it's like, I can easily get through it. So let's add some more. So you walk in, you do your 60 pounds, you walk, get home. And what's the first thing I say to you? What did you say to me? I said, you better take some Advil right now. Oh, (laughs) yeah. So I did. She's like, oh, I feel great. I feel great. I'm like, yep. Well, what's really funny was it it. it was a full body workout. But as I leave, I have to go down the stairs to get to the subway. And I start giggling because my legs felt like jello. And it was the funniest feeling I think I've ever felt in my life. I was more worried about two days later. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. And then also you taught a new class. (laughs) <laughs> that was new. I did. Kids are making fun of Roxy. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I was teaching acro. So acro is like gymnastics to, they were about six and seven year olds and they were doing really well. They know their recital routine. So I was basically just there to give them a warm up, have them do some tricks. So right, you've got right. like forward rolls, cartwheels, bridges, all the things. And so they were doing really well, but then we get into the routine and all of a sudden what, like we do the number and then I give them some pointers and have them practice some stuff. And this one little girl comes and stands next to me and starts mimicking how I'm talking. Like I talk with my arms and hands and I'm expressive and she starts doing that behind my back and I'm like, okay. But there's mirrors so you can see her. Well, right. And she's also like right next to me. Okay. So she like, thinks she's being all cool. She and thinks like, she's yeah, being cute right. and funny. And so I was like, oh, ha ha, get back on your mat. We're, we're going to just keep doing the class. She keeps going. And then eventually a couple of the other girls start in on it as well. And I'm like, what is going on here? 
So finally I had to ask her, I'm like, is this how you behave with your teacher that's always here? Like I'm subbing, but is this how you behave with her? And she kind of just looked at me and like pouted and kind of shook her head. Not really. And I said, so then why are you doing this to me? We want to have fun here, but we also need to be nice. And I hope that was okay to say, because sometimes in this day and age, you don't really know. You like, mean as opposed to like slapping her upside the head? Oh, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was the way to go, Roxy. <laughs> well, see, I grew up in a world where it was kind that of. was okay to slap someone. Well, it was, it was borderline. <laughs> the words that were spoken were borderline abusive. Right. And so I'm working really hard to like not be that way. But sometimes it's like, kid, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, what's going on here? So that was interesting. I've never been mimicked like that before. Oh, and also, to be honest, I've never done acro in my life. The most I could do is a right cartwheel, and that's about it. So then they were like, can you show us this? And I'm like, actually, I don't know how to can do you that. you do like a triple back handspring? <laughs> like, but now you're lifting weights, so maybe Now I'm lifting weights, so maybe I can. But I do have to say the payoff of that day was my second class. At the end of the class, one of the girls came up to me and said, that was so much fun. Thank you. And I'm like, this is why I do what I do. Maybe some someday someone will come up and say, this podcast is really fun. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, maybe. No, they do all the time. <laughs> and that's why we do it, because that's what makes this yeah. fit. So speaking of worth it, let's get to our Meet the Littles guest. Has fun blowing things up. How's that for a tease? That's a tease. All right. We'll be right back with <laughs> Meet the Littles. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Sky, train tracks, small town, can't go back, left home after school, in search of being cool. As a kid, I made a crown out of duct tape, I will hand me downs, hide the hick inside of me. Didn't know and couldn't see that I am cowgirl royalty. I come from the country. We are being played in this episode by Colleen Messina, and this song is called Cowgirl. Now, if you like what you hear, you can find her stuff over on Bandcamp. Just head over there and search Colleen Messina. That's C O L L E E N. M-E-S-S-I-N-A or just head over to her website which is ColleenMessina.com Really love some of her stuff. She sent it a few songs for us so we'll be playing a little bit more of Colleen at some point and as always we'll play the full song Cowgirl at the end of the podcast. It's easy being me I did not have to lose my open heart All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. Are you ready, Roxy? I'm ready. Another fun one. Please welcome to the podcast, Shane Blair Hicks. Hey, Shane, how's it going? Good, yourself? Not bad. Yeah. Now, we good. just got some new information from you like seconds ago. Yeah. Now, for the littles that have come on the podcast, we always have you do this little thing like to acknowledge you know you're being recorded and, and all that okay stuff. With it. We know We know <laughs> it does nothing. There's no legality there behind it, but it was just suggested we do it, so we do it. So we said state your full name, and you were like, Shane Alexander Blair Hicks. Littles, how's that for a name? It's awesome. That's amazing. So welcome. Now, you go by Shane, though, right? I do, yes. Yeah. Okay, so these are middle names and married names and all that kind of stuff, right? 
Yeah, the Blair Hicks comes from uh, my name was changed actually when I was 12 to include the Blair because that side of the family had no male children to continue on the line. Oh, wow. But uh, turns out that uh, with the hyphenation of all the names on my side and my brother's side, that it didn't get carried on anyway. So, uh, wow. unfortunately for the Blairs, they're coming to an end. Wow. Okay. That's so interesting. I feel though. like I need to go back and tell this story. I'm going to do it. And then we're going to get to you, I swear. Okay. <laughs> So we asked Shane to come on the podcast and he, you know, I got the typical, well, I have nothing to say. No one wants to hear anything about me. (laughs) Nothing interesting to talk about, blah, blah, blah. So we went even as far as we had a little mini conversation before this one, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I think it went well. I mean, well enough where you're like, yeah, I'd love to come on and do this. Okay. So here we are. So I just think it's hilarious that then we find these little tidbits that you did not disclose when we talked earlier. Yeah. Um, see, that's a very interesting thing to, absolutely. to talk about. Littles want to know these things. Interesting topic. So, so yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Shane, in all seriousness, take us back. Take a quick second. Introduce yourself to all the little Littles out there. Tell us something besides that that we might not know about you. Well, I uh, grew up on a small farm in uh, Havelock, New Brunswick. I'm 43 years old and... I used to set off explosives for a living. Whoa. (laughs) See, I knew it. Whoa. I knew there was going to be stuff here. Now, he did fill out some things and send us some things on on the form, so we're excited. We'll get to all that. But now, you're originally from there, and you grew up there. Did you go to school up there? Because now, I also asked you about the time zone, because I thought you were in that funky half hour ahead of us time zone, but you're not. You're a full hour. You're in New Brunswick. Correct. Okay. Okay. And now, so you, you grew up there, went to school there, all that kind of stuff? Uh, yeah, I uh, went to university about uh, maybe an hour and a half away away from uh, from my hometown and uh, spent most of my time in New Brunswick, but uh, a few, uh, maybe five or six years out west in Alberta, like in the Rocky Mountain area, and oh, British cool. Columbia, stuff like that. Nice. And, and have you ever been to the States? Uh, yeah, several times. I went to uh, Woodstock 99 uh, down in Rome, New York, uh, cool. and uh, I've passed through. It's a quicker way when it was easier to cross the border to get to Montreal and things like that to go through the U.S., but uh, that's become a lot harder now mm. since uh, 9-11, obviously. Right. Right. But yeah, and I've been to, like I guess, Nevada as a child, but I don't remember that sort of thing. Gotcha. Cool. So we're going to save the you blew things up for, for a little bit. <laughs> Because um, okay. I'm going to bury our own. Well, we didn't bury it. You set it out there, but I think yeah. it's interesting and we'll, we'll save that. Now, I did, we, as most littles know, we do lurking here and we did some. And I came across a photo that just fascinated me, fascinated me. And you had a little monkey on your shoulder. Okay. Aww. It was a photo. Now, the reason it fascinated me, and I think I've told this on the podcast before, we, have. we owned a spider monkey. Now, I've already asked you about this, but go into that now because it wasn't a spider monkey, right? No, it was a, it was a squirrel monkey. So the, the local zoo in Moncton, which is the town closest to where I was living at the time, uh, has a reasonable size zoo for the size of New Brunswick, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had a job there uh, as a janitor, uh, replacing a fella who uh, could not go into clean the women's washroom without uh, kicking the la- knocking on the stalls <laughs> and uh, kicking the ladies out. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so I got his job, and I had family that worked there as well, and uh, knew a few people through working there for a while, and got to hang out with a few animals. So I was in the monkey cage. Uh, hanging out with the squirrel monkey that you saw. I got to play with a group of, I think it was three, two or three bear cubs that had been rescued after the spring bear hunt up here. Uh, their mother was sadly killed, so they brought them in. Yeah. Um, that was pretty neat. That was probably the coolest experience I had there, was the bear cubs rather than the monkey. But. Yeah, but still, just to get to hang out. and Now, because the spider monkey, now I've often wondered, because it looked just like a spider monkey, so yeah. I don't even know the differences, to be honest. 
I'm guessing you. Well, don't. I mean, maybe it could. It, maybe it was a spider monkey. Uh, no, because no, uh, you're right. But, no, because the squirrel monkeys look very similar from what I, my, yeah. my experience. So you're probably right. Ours was just so like a, it was a house pet. I, I, I <laughs> Which we've already talked about. My, my mom yeah. had the choice. Maybe buy a, not was buy not a pet a monkey idea. or put her son through college. So she bought the monkey, you know, probably knew <laughs> that wasn't going to go anywhere. So she's like, why am I going to waste the money on my college yeah. education? So anyway, it's a whole nother podcast. Now you said you got down to the States. Now it also says on your fort, you lived in the Rocky Mountains for a while. And I know you, you yep. t- touched upon that. How was that? Like, wasn't much different though, Chris, right? Cause you lived, you uh, grew up in the middle of nowhere, basically you said, right? Yeah, middle of nowhere being farmland, going to the middle of nowhere being mountains and mm. stuff like that. It was Jasper, Alberta. I don't know if you would have heard of that. It's mm. sort of in the same lines with Banff. And Oh, I've been to Banff. Okay. Yeah, so it's uh, maybe an hour and a half north, maybe a little bit more from Banff. Smaller town, worked in hotels and stuff there. And uh, I found it to be very much like uh, going to school, like uh, instead of university where you get up and go to class or college, you just got up and went to your job at the hotel and then partied all night long kind of thing. Okay, can I ask a really dumb question? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Chuck probably knows what I'm going to ask. Oh, I don't. What is Banff? It's a, a skiing and a hotel community in the middle of the Rockies. So extremely beautiful. It's gorgeous. Uh, Absolutely stunning. Wait, but what does Banff yeah. stand for? Banff? Got yeah, it. B-A-N-F-F, I believe is how it's spelled. Oh, um, Banff. It's just the name of the town. <laughs> it's a very well-known oh, sport, ski okay. resort area. Okay. The funny story is in 1996, when yep. Roxy was about eight, seven. seven or eight, one of my tour buses, we were on tour and we broke down right there. Oh. So we had to spend an entire afternoon in like some ski resort resort just hanging out well now, of that's we, nice well, i mean we couldn't ski or anything it was but we got some great pictures yeah, and stuff like that yeah. while we were waiting for the replacement bus to come pick us up <laughs> that's the only reason i know about it oh. honestly yeah cool yeah now what brought you there i mean how did you find out about that job and stuff i was yeah so my university career did not go that well so i was put on academic probation and uh was just looking for something to do other than school mm-hmm. and searched around on Geez, I don't even know if the internet was probably a thing back then, but it was all dial-up. Found a company. They would literally fly me out there, pick me up at the Edmonton airport, and give me a job in uh, in Jasper. And wow. uh, a few of my other friends, uh, t- two others actually, went out. Uh, one of us, another one to Jasper, and then another one a little bit further south to Lake Louise, which is the town that's in between those two places. Okay. And so we did that for roughly a year, I think. That must have been fun. Nice little getaway. It was. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Roxy, I can see the wheels turning. She's like, maybe we should move there. No. I know. It sounds so nice. <laughs> <laughs> it is really nice. Now, those are the only times you've been to the States. So you never got like down to DC and chatter and all that stuff, right? No, I would have loved to actually. Uh, but just the the timing we had never really worked out. Right. right. My opportunity was limited. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to move to the next portion. And this is for you, Eric Barnes. I'm not going to be stupid and say, do you like hockey? Okay. But <laughs> Do you like hockey? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) What's your favorite sport? What's your favorite team? Anyway, go ahead. I'll let you answer. I'm primarily, uh, I do like hockey, um, but uh, my favorite sport's football, uh, and I'm a Patriots fan. I already hear the the boos starting in the background. Uh, Well, not from Roxy. Uh, Not from Roxy. Roxy's a big Patriots fan. (laughs) Nice. And baseball uh, would be my second. And uh, being Canadian, I kind of have to root for the Blue Jays and quite happy to do so these days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're looking good. And so, and what do you root for in hockey then? Uh, I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan. Oh, okay. Cool. Of course. Yeah. Cool. Now, did you rank those in that? Did, did I hear that correct? Football, baseball, then hockey? 
Yeah, yeah. It used to be the other way around, but I am more of a Neanderthal hockey fan. I prefer the the big hits and the fighting and stuff like that. So uh, me too. Uh, <laughs> that's all Roxy likes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they they don't really do that anymore, do they? No, not as much. That's for sure. Yeah, they actually wear helmets now, and that still blows my mind, though. Remember the day? Well, Roxy doesn't, but remember the day when they didn't even wear helmets? That's crazy yeah, to me. Like I was just. It was very near the start of my, like, there was still a few guys kicking around, like Craig McTavish from the Oilers still didn't wear a helmet, but there was only one or two guys when I can remember watching hockey that didn't have helmets, but I was right at the changing point there. Mm. Now, did you ever uh, play any sports in school or anything like that? Oh, yeah. I played hockey. I was a goaltender um, oh. and softball uh, was a big thing. There was no baseball where I was growing up. Oh, uh, interesting. And then in university, I played pretty much every intramural I could get my hands on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Nice. Oh, that's great. All right. Now, let's go back to your form real quick because I, I missed this. I completely forgot. It also says here, and we're still not getting to the explosions because right. we're going to tease that. Yep. We're going to make people come back for that. Now, so I, I hope that's a good story because otherwise we're... <laughs> Totally blowing it up out of proportion. See what I did there? All right. No, it says you were a certified nuclear energy worker. Yep. Go into that a little bit. So there is a a radioactive uh, material on the end of a rod that goes into a hole in the ground. Uh, It emits radiation, which is read by the machine and somehow tells you how dense you've packed all the rock because it emits so much radiation. I needed to wear a like the film badge that uh, you sometimes see in the movies and things like that. And it had to be checked regularly and all that sort of stuff. Uh, wow. So I had to take a three day course, I guess on that, which seems excessive for the amount, the kind of work that I did, but it is what it is. <laughs> and what's it called again? What's the instrument called again? It's a, a nuclear densometer or the trade name for it is just a nuke or a troxler. A troxler. Oh. No, I like the yeah. first thing, the nuclear one more time. Nuclear densometer. Densometer. Cool. I feel like I need one of those for some of the times I speak. Densometer. <laughs> I wonder what the densometer would be for me trying to say mockumentary. Mockumentary. <laughs> Chuck here likes to say mockumentary. <laughs> tomato, tomato. I'm sorry, Claire. Anyway, I, I, I'm just doing my best not to say nuclear. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, true. I did, Chuck, I did just catch you saying that. What? Nuclear. 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 Like, nuclear. Nuclear. It's like a new product. <laughs> yeah, I'm cutting all this out, jerks. Yeah, um, anyway. All right, cool. Well, Shane, you can stick around, right? Yep. Okay, because we're going to take a quick break because we need to hear about, you know, how you blow things up, apparently. So, um, <laughs> all right. Well, loyal listeners, we'll be right back with... Meet the Littles. Hi, this is Tony Beeson, and I'm banging keys randomly while I listen to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC podcast network welcome back to the loyal littles podcast and we are lucky enough to have let me do the whole thing shane alexander blair hicks with us today i just feel like that's a great autograph name yeah be tiresome but all right shane well we kind of teased it and we don't know if it's going to be good or not but it says right here set off thousands of explosions in my life now it doesn't say for work it doesn't say (laughs) i'm very curious about this go ahead sir it was work absolutely I was doing what was called seismic exploration. So looking for... Okay, wait, I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on. I love all of this terminology. You could have your own dictionary. Say seismic what? Exploration. Seismic exploration. I love this. (laughs) Holy crap. I feel like I need a thesaurus for this episode. Okay, go on. So So the uh, 
my job was what's called a shooter and I would drive around on a four wheeler or quad bike, ATV, whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. with a radio backpack and a bunch of wires hanging off the back, come up to a couple of wires sticking out of the ground, hook up, call my boss. He'd send a tone and boom, uh, We'd set off an explosion and then go down to the next one in the line uh, several hundred in a day as fast as we could do it, pretty much. And what is this for? Uh, So many questions. So it's for finding like water or oil or coal deposits, uh, stuff like that. So the explosion creates a wave that goes down, bounces off the stuff that's down there, Mm -hmm. comes back and is read on geophones, which are microphones on spikes that you drive into the ground. Yeah. So then you know what's there. And if you strike oil, then you're basically rich, right? <laughs> well, not us, but somebody. Yeah. Wow. Whoever owns the property, basically. Wow. Now, yeah. okay, so go back. You said there were wires sticking out of a ground. These just aren't random. So someone puts explosives inside the ground, I assume? Yep. So there'd be drillers going through a site, drilling a hole, dropping down. A, looks like a, almost like a Christmas stocking by the time they're done stuffing it full of stuff uh, mm. down into the hole and covers it up with uh, this really slimy goo called bentonite that when you shoot off the explosion sometimes comes shooting up in a slimy geyser that sometimes lands on you. Ooh. Okay, well, uh, this is what this is what I'm getting there next. Okay, not, I have so many visuals in well, my head right I have now. So many how questions. this all works. Okay, so when you you're lighting it or you're just triggering it, like is this one of those you triggering know, it with an electrical? No, like fire. No yeah. fire. Okay, so it's one of those like TNT things where you punch down on the the box and it blows something up, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, now, so my question is, so okay, so you hook up these wires. And, and then, then like, where do you go? Yeah, like, where do you go? How far away are you? Do you drive the ATV out of there and like move everything away? Yeah, you fit your leads, which are the wires coming off the back of the bike, are 30 meters long, so 90 feet. Uh, Thank you for doing that. And uh, no worries. For Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> and so I would drive up very close to the hole, hook up my leads, drive the 90 feet away, and then call in the shot to have it detonated. Okay, but 90 feet. And they're feet. all numbered. That's not. So do you like hide behind something from 90 feet away or is that like uh, far enough away itself, where you're okay? Most times you're okay. Most if it, times. Everything goes perfectly. <laughs> all you hear is a thump. You'll see the ground kind oh. of hump up a little bit Ooh. and it'll just subside and you move on to the next I one. See. But, okay. So this kind of makes, okay, now I'm starting. So it's not like a blast. Going yeah. It's up all underground. It's all, under, but you said something about the geyser of this goo. So I was like, <laughs> Oh, what? Yeah. So Roxy, if, the, if the ground Roxy, is, Roxy's got a, that's what she said moment. And I'm like, that's just wrong. Roxy. Right. I did not. You kind of had the look geyser on your of face. this goo was a funny it phrase. Is, I did say geyser of this goo. Okay. <laughs> that might be the title of our episode here. Um, okay. okay. All right. So I get what you're saying. So sometimes the explosion inside the ground, it triggers it up in that goo. Okay. So pretty much how close do you think you could get without you being harmed? If everything went as planned, you could stand practically on top of it. That's what I thought. Oh yeah. But then like one out of 25 times, if you did that, you'd die. Right. Right. So you're not going to try that. Yeah. Not going to do that. Okay. Fair enough. So interesting. I know. Some of these different, that's what I mean. That's why we love doing this. The, the littles all are such a vast such array. such an eclectic group of people. Vast array. You mm-hmm. know, and we get lawyers, we get doctors, we get all these different kinds of, you know, and then we get yep. guys that stick blow stuff Christmas up. stockings <laughs> in the ground and blow things up. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, listen, we're almost out of time actually, Shane, but um, we can't let you get away. We're going to do some fun, dumb questions. Is that okay? Absolutely. Well, right. before we get there, Uh-oh. how did you become a Tony fan? Oh, good question. Yeah, how'd you, uh, how'd you how'd you become a little? The whole reason we're interviewing, right? You? 
Thanks, Roxy. I had become, I just got the new job, actually, where I spent a fair amount of time by myself and was uh, just needed something to fill the time. And I had actually hardly ever listened to podcasts, I don't think ever, up until that point, and just essentially discovered podcasts in general. But did you watch them on TV? Like, did you watch PTI? No, actually, I listened to the podcast first because in Canada, before we had uh, PVRs and stuff like that, PTI is on it right at five Mm o'clock so i would not be in time uh getting home from work generally to watch it right Right. so flipping through espn's list of podcasts i came across the tony Kohnheiser show gave it a listen and uh was hooked wow that's so interesting you know that you just ran because they've got so many yeah you know on espn that just that you picked that random podcast that's Mm -hmm. interesting Mm -hmm. oh that's great all right rox you want to do the first one sure if you could time travel where or when would you go (laughs) Oh, man, this is a good one. I'm a history buff. So, geez, there's a lot of options. Probably back, uh, I love Westerns, I guess. I'd probably go back to like the mid-1800s, that sort of area, and uh, frontier days, that sort of thing, I guess. Little House on the Prairie, little John Wayne, the Cowboys. My dad's a big country Western. He loves loves his Westerns. Yeah. Roxy became a big fan of uh, the Virginian. The Virginian, actually. <laughs> Do you know that show? Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, I don't. I I know of it. I yeah. have right. sure, yeah. sure. Well, I swear that I'm not making this up. This is question number five on our list. Which historical figure would you like to be? And you know it's what? We should probably make this a little bit knowing, even if you don't know what their fate's going to be. Like, if you think okay. at the time. Until you know he was hung or something. Like, oh, that would be cool to be <laughs> oh, him. No, I mean, no, well, you know I what I mean? Because that's like, got to come into... What, do you want me to say, like, Mussolini or something? Right. That no, seems I'm just saying weird. it's got to come into your thinking here. Like, well, he... That <laughs> well, ended. I don't like how that ended. Well, you could yeah. say, like, JFK and be like, well, but you know what? I don't want to get shot in the back of a car here. So, right. you know, so it's like, I, I sort of get that. I don't know. I think being, like, uh, probably Babe Ruth or someone like that would be ah, kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, that's a great answer. He uh, lived like a king there for quite a while. Sure and, uh, that's a great answer. All right, Roxy, what do you got? All right. If you could be an Olympic athlete, in what sport would you compete? I guess stick with my Canadian roots, man. I'd go hockey. Nice. nice. Winning the gold for Canada would be would be pretty sweet. Yeah. All right. I love how we're going with this. All right, then. Would you rather be the best player on a team that always loses or the worst player on a team that always wins? Because I was the worst player, I will definitely take that one. <laughs> <laughs> but you won. So. We did win. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I nice. was I was involved in one of those two at one point, so I understand. It was softball, not hockey, but <laughs> Yeah. All right. What do you think is the greatest invention of all time? Sliced bread too easy? Um <laughs> <laughs> not at all. That's uh, great. We'll go with that then. You're gonna, awesome. you're gonna go over sliced bread over air conditioning? Come on, man. What are we doing? Uh, I live in Canada, plumbing. man. It's- <laughs> oh, that's true. He lives in Canada. Oh yeah. That's a good point. Uh <laughs> I don't know. Computers, I guess, would probably be the greatest invention if I had to go with uh, with a serious answer. Okay. I think the slice spread is pretty serious. Yeah, they're both <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. Who's your celebrity crush? Celebrity crush would be... Roxy Cows, uh, I'm Sig- just saying. No, I'm just kidding. Sigourney Weaver. Oh, great one. Now, this was Alien, right? That's her, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 100%. Yeah. Now, Roxy hasn't seen Alien ever. No. Uh, and I don't think she ever will. Is that the one where the... Alien comes out of the guy's stomach. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I only know that because of Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I was thinking of the line of, of the show tune singing one there. Absolutely. As it was going through my mind. Nice. <laughs> All right. What is the best piece of advice you've received? Keep your stick on the ice. Nice. Oh. Nice. That's a good I like one. that. 
If someone made a movie of your life, would it be a drama, a comedy, a romantic comedy, action film, science fiction, horror, or documentary? Comedy. Oh, okay. Nice. Who would star in it? Jack Black. Cool. Ah, excellent. What personal trait has gotten you in the most trouble? Overconfidence. Mm. I mean, that's probably a good thing to have, but I could see where that could maybe get you in a little trouble. Absolutely. All right. Well, you want to do some speed round now? Yeah. We'll round it out? Sure. Yeah. All right. Coke or Pepsi? Uh, Coke. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars, I guess. Heathcliff or Garfield? Garfield. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Crunchy all the way. Nice. Cake or pie? Pie. Uranus jokes, not funny or never not funny? Never not funny. Excellent. Nice. Let's just end there. That's, that's I mean, <laughs> that'll piss some people off and we'll yeah. like that. So, uh, our... Oh, yes. The, the admins are going nuts right now. Right. <laughs> the admins are going nuts. That's excellent. <laughs> Sorry, that just made me laugh a lot. Um, well, Shane, thank you so much for coming on to Meet the Littles. How can we get in touch with you? Is there anything we need to plug for you? Plug for me? No, I don't think so. Okay. Facebook, part of the Loyal Littles group. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Soon to be a little part of the Loyal Littles podcast group, I hope. Uh, if you guys have a group as well, too, I will look it up. <laughs> for sure. Well, we have a page. So anyway, you'll have to look that up. But thanks again for coming on the Loyal Littles podcast. Now, as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Okay, over or under? I'll go with over, but as long as there's toilet paper in the bathroom, I'm happy. Cool. Oh, okay. Cool. Some of us say that's adaptable. Yeah. That's like me. Yeah. As long as it's there. Yeah. I'm definitely an over guy and I will Chuck Todd it if, well, within reason. <laughs> Dep depends whose house I'm in. But I'm also, the, I'm also the opposite. Like if my mother-in-law, who I know is an under, mm -hmm. if she's coming to visit, I'll turn ours around. Yep. Just, you know, I got to. Really? Yeah, I yeah gotta, he gotta, will. It's still newlywed here. You know, I got to keep burning oh, okay. those brownie gotta points. Got to get my chips when I can. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. All right, Shane, thanks again for coming on and meeting the Littles. We really appreciate the time. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. All right, all you loyal Littles, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. And now here's Chuck and Roxy. and tried to play a cool oh baby she always was the fool she tried to fit into a system that could be so cruel she started searching for that something that could really turn her on she started searching for Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And once again, we are being played in by Colleen Messina. And this one is called Searching for That Something. And remember, if you want to hear all her stuff, just head on over to our website, ColleenMessina.com. That is C-O-L-L-E-E-N-M-E-S-S-I-N-A. And more importantly, you can hear both these songs by Colleen Messina at the end of the podcast. All right, Roxy, another good Meet the Littles guest. Thank you, Shane, for coming on to Meet the Littles. It's time, Roxy. Let's get to it. 
Friday five, Friday five, oh Friday, Friday five, Friday five, Friday five, oh Friday, Friday five, Friday five, Friday five, oh Friday, Friday five, Friday five. Now this is by Ron Saint. Ron Saint Amant. Yeah. Okay. Now this one was really clever. I mean, yeah. For someone who doesn't write music, draw pictures, those kind of things. This one was really clever because it was kind of a story. So we're going to dive into this a little bit. He says, the Friday Five is brought to you by the number 19 and by the letters T-W-T-W-I-R-B-M. This Sunday, my bride and I celebrate our 19th wedding anniversary. So congratulations, first of all, on that. Yep. So this week, if you'll indulge me for the Friday Five is about her and me and hopefully you guys too. Chapter one, the meat cute. Now you were like, what's that? Because honestly, I never heard of it either. So you, you looked it up? Yeah, I had, I've heard of it, but I couldn't remember what it was. It's basically a cute, charming, or amusing first encounter between romantic partners, as in a movie. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, he writes, we had mutual friends and we were all meeting up in Vegas in March of 01. Shelly and I and our friend Emma were the only uncoupled outliers. So through email, we all agreed to split a hotel room. <laughs> yep. I spent a weekend in Vegas shacked up with two hot babes. <laughs> Dreams come true. (laughs) Actually, Shelly and I did hit it off, but much to Emma's dismay. Shelly and I stayed up talking the first night about Star Wars. Nothing happened except I fell head over heels. That is so cute. So here's the first question. Have you ever nerded out with someone until 3 a.m.? What was it? What happened? Did it turn into a meet cute? Oh, actually, I have one, maybe. Okay. Well, in college, I met a guy at a party, and we started talking about The Office and how much we loved it, and so he invited me back to his room to go watch The Office, and of course, me being who I was in college, I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely going to be going Wait, and watching The Office. I did not pick up the hint that he was expecting more other well, than watching like, The Office. Knowing how I was. Sure, come on back to my room. I mean, Roxy, I'm just saying, you need to clarify these things. It does not sound right when you first said that. So okay. I ended up going to this guy's room and we we watched the office and you know which episode did he put on that could well be we lot. talked about yeah, it and i said we need <laughs> to watch our favorite we agreed our favorite episode was the beach day and then when jim asks pam out on a date later on that season so he threw the office on and he was definitely expecting more to come of that night but nothing actually did. I mean, we kissed a little bit. And then I was like, I got to go back to my room now. Bye. Well, I need a ruling on this whole meet cute I don't thing. think that's a, a true meet cute because that was kind of the end of the story. Kind of talked a little bit later on in the week, but I never saw this guy again. So. Oh, no, I, I think it counts. I just. What <laughs> but we constitu- were nerding out about the I, office. I guess my question is, if you make out with the person, does uh-huh. that count as a meet cute? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we. It Doesn't that kind of count as a It hookup? wasn't really a make out session. No, I'm talking about me. I'm, I'm getting to mine. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, because I have one, I think. But I, <laughs> I mean, we ended up kissing. And that's all that happened. Yeah. No tongue. Oh, um, man. Which was kind of hot. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's all that happened. So I don't know if that counts as a meet cute. My dad's probably cringing right now. Well. <laughs> Sorry, dad. Maybe we should have like put a, we'll put a warning on this episode. We'll tell dad not to. No, no. You know what I mean? It's like you have a great time. You meet. I right. Mean, come on. It's, it's, yeah, it's, this was the 90s for yeah, Pete's sake. Sure. In my case. Sure. Um, anyway, maybe we should move on to number two. <laughs> Chapter two, the pitch. It turned out this girl was in the animation business, just wrapping up work on the Eddie Murphy series, The PJs. 
She showed me her portfolio, and it turned out that she worked on a couple other things I'd seen, building the stop-motion characters, and also she'd helped build the Mel Allen puppet that appeared on This Week in Baseball for a few years after Allen passed away. Oh. As a huge This Week in Baseball fan, I was blown away remembering the first episode that aired with the puppet she built. That sounded cool. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Number two, have you ever met someone that created or did something before you met them that you were aware of, just not their involvement, and you were shocked, impressed, or other fanboy moment? Yeah. I uh, I was a fangirl. The first Broadway show I ever saw was 42nd Street, and this woman by the name of Meredith Patterson was Peggy Sawyer at the time, and it was that performance and her performance that made me think, well, I don't necessarily need to just be a dancer. I could probably sing and act too. And I want to play Peggy Sawyer. So that was kind of my journey to getting into Broadway musicals and things like that. Later on in life, I ended up working with her on my first Irving Berlin's White Christmas down at Paper Mill Playhouse in New Jersey. And when I met her, She was also with Lorna Luft, who is Judy Garland's daughter, and I kind of, I couldn't really speak to them for a while because I was so in awe, (laughs) and I remember at lunchtime, the first day of rehearsal, I was in some lunch place in the city, and her and Lorna walked in, and I was on the phone with my mom, and I'm like, oh my god, they're here, Meredith and Lorna are here. I don't know what to do, and she was like, well, go say hi. I said, no, I can't, and I like stormed out. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Now, I almost feel like this is also would be classified as a bury the lead moment Uh because I'm trying to think like if you like something and then you meet this person, but you don't know that they worked on it and that kind of, I guess, but if they don't know, if they don't know that you're fanboying over it. Yeah. I eventually told her and then even Lorna just how in awe I was of both of them and they were very sweet about it and oh, ha ha, Roxy, you're so funny kind of, you know, way. So. I guess the closest thing I'd have is I've had a few couple friends that I've played ball with or something. And all of a sudden I find out they work for MLB yeah. or something like that. I'm yeah. like, what? You work for MLB? I had no idea. Yeah. You That's know, a good I've one. I've known you all these years. Or better yet, a real funny one I have is because, as most people know, this month, my show in New York, now I haven't been with mm-hmm. it this long, it's celebrating 35 years yep. of running off-Broadway. Yep. Okay. And I can't tell you how many times I've been playing softball with someone. They hear over, they overhear me talking about perfect crime, and they're like, "Wait, oh, I was in that show 25 years ago." I was like, "What?" <laughs> and we've been like playing ball together for years now. Yeah. And I had no idea that we had this connection. That's and so a good then we one. Have, we have some good dirt to talk about. Mm-hmm. So anyway, all right, chapter three, the runway. Once I made the good decision to ask her to marry me, we made plans for August of 2003. But our friends, the same ones behind the Vegas meeting, or was it a setup, were planning their wedding in Vegas for April. We decided on the fly that since we met in Vegas, why not elope? Keep the planning ceremony in August and turn that into a big party for our families. That sounds like us. Yeah. So without telling anyone else, we snuck away one morning and we did the thing. Shell looked like Rita Hayworth and I looked like Rita Hayworth security. (laughs) Number three, have you ever made an impulsive decision that was a pretty great decision in the long run? Yeah, I asked you to hang out with me on the fly. (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah I was never the one to make the first move I guess but well you did already shoot me down like three times yeah this is the funny thing our first encounter could have been when I asked her hey Roxy a bunch of us are going and it wasn't even like a one-on-one thing right it was a group thing and I thought that was a safe way to go about this so she wouldn't think I was like this sleazy old guy right (laughs) so I said hey a bunch of us are going to the gym tomorrow she's like oh what'd you say I don't go to the gym I don't go to the gym (laughs) However, if you were listening to the first part of this, now she deadlifts 60 pounds. Right. Okay. (laughs) 
Anyway, I guess mine would be way back when, when I left a show to, I guess, it, I don't know how to explain it. I was leaving a company. I just left the show because I thought I was going to have maybe a better opportunity elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a job at the time, mm-hmm. but it was a little scary. I just left the show and it was still running too. It was going to run for a whole nother year on tour and it was actually a better schedule, but for some reason I left and, but it worked out. The weird thing was these touring companies, they're competitors, you know, they all compete with each other, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I basically like worked for Pepsi, but then went to work for Coke kind of thing. Whoa. It was that kind of situation. But it was a better opportunity. I was conducting instead of just drumming and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, yeah, I think it worked out. I guess that would say an impulsive decision. I guess yeah. that's how I'd go. Yeah. All right. Chapter four, the secret. Because we didn't want to take any shine off the actual wedding couple that everyone else was there to celebrate, we kept our wedding a secret. We were on this weird roller coaster of emotions, so happy, but desperate to keep the news from getting out to anyone. You can see the mixture of joy and fear on our faces. <laughs> Number four, have you ever kept an important secret? How did it affect you? Did you succeed or fail? I don't know if I have one. Really? Yeah. I mean, I have to do these kind of things all the time because of being in management now on these shows. Right. Things happen where like people are coming into the show. But you uh, you can't disclose that information right. so the, yet. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Like mm-hmm. when Gary Busey was coming into Perfect yeah. Crime, I wasn't allowed to tell anybody. Right. You know, but right. I was, Until the official announcement right, came out. Right. Sure. Those things can't get out before the press gets to it yep. or whatever yep. in case it leaks. So I couldn't even tell other cast members or my assistant at the time. I was told, no, nobody. Mm -hmm. So so you really don't think you have one? I don't think so. I'm going to say another one for me is our engagement. That was really difficult, I have to say. Bravo (laughs) to those ladies who all kept it a secret from you. Oh, my gosh. So everyone there at Radio City knew what was going on. Yeah, I was on the receiving end of that. So I'll say that was it. Yeah, (laughs) It worked out really well. Well, so far. So far, so good. (laughs) So far, so good. We haven't quite made it a year, but we're close. The actual (laughs) engagement was a success, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right. Chapter five, Ain't It the Life? It's been a great 19 years filled with ups and downs, wins and losses, big changes, small sacrifices, you know, life. Our first house we bought was the biggest step after marriage and before babies. I can't believe we were so happy to be suddenly so in debt. (laughs) Luckily, I married up. I I hear you, man. I know what you're saying. (laughs) He said way up. She came from a family of builders and trades persons and shell herself can be dropped off in the desert with a bottle of water and a spoon and she'd build a village. So... I was in the midst of great power and I had no responsibility. Number five, have you ever felt in over your head and someone came to rescue you and use their superpowers for good, saving you? So what comes to mind for me was my first year as a rocket. It was a dream come true, obviously, but I was terrified and I wasn't sure. I, I just was so overwhelmed by everything. And But luckily, I had women on either side of me that really supported me. They were amazing to be around and throughout every number, every rehearsal, they were always shouting little things to me like, you got this, keep going, you can do this. Like, and it just, their strength gave me strength and helped get me through my season. For me, it's really simple. I'm just going to give a big quick shout out to all the company managers out there. (laughs) All of you. Yeah. Because they do amazing. I mean, sometimes some are good, some are Okay. Some are better than others. Some are better than others. You know, but happens. there's been numerous times where I've had I've been on tour and a flight's gotten canceled mm-hmm. or a hotel something happened with the hotel reservation mm-hmm. and they just saved me or like before I even could think about what was going on they already had it rebooked yeah. or something they're like okay now you're going to go to this airline and stuff like that. That's a good one. So yeah, I mean, it's a very thankless job because yeah. they're always behind the scenes 
they kind of you know, forgotten about. Yeah, they you don't, don't realize how much they actually do for you. Right. Yeah. Right. And the show. Yeah. Yep. I see that. Yeah. Behind the scenes. It's a good so. one. Yeah. All right. So that's our Friday Five. Now, there was a bonus question. I guess we should read it because it's his full story. So bonus epilogue. Life's surprises. TW, TW, IRBM also has given me two children, serving as proof that I have had sex at least twice. Surprise. No, actually, that's not the surprise I'm thinking of. <laughs> For her 40th birthday, I pulled off a giant surprise party and she had no clue when she walked into her parents' backyard that so many people were there. It's one of my favorite days in my life. So bonus question number six, have you ever pulled off a surprise party? Have you ever been the victim, I mean subject, of a surprise party? Do you like surprises? So I love surprises and I've been the victim or subject (laughs) of a surprise party twice. So my 15th birthday, my mom threw a surprise party for me with all the kids from my dance studio. And we were surprised at how many people came. I had no idea. She was making a huge pot of meatballs and pasta sauce. And I'm like, oh, this is normal. No, it wasn't. (laughs) And then I would say the proposal was probably the biggest surprise that I've been on the receiving end of. That's true. I didn't even think about that. I don't think I've ever been a part of a surprise where like I was surprising somebody and I was the leader in that. But yeah, I was definitely the subject. Yeah, I haven't really been that surprised. I'm trying to think there's never been a party or something like that. You're tough to surprise. Yeah. (laughs) What? (laughs) What do you mean I'm tough to surprise? (laughs) What's that mean? Do you like surprises, Chuck? I don't know. Honestly, I'm not sure. I don't think so. I I like to know. Yeah. I like to plan. Yeah. So. All right. Thank you, Ron St. Amant, for the Friday Five this week. That's great. Roxy, that's all the time we have. Tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at WTFCPodNet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at The Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, The Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget to run over to Apple and iTunes and give us a nice rate and review over there. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Shane Blair Hicks. I believe it was Shane Alexander Blair Hicks uh, for meeting the Littles today. That was a lot of fun. And thank you, Jason Bullitt, Tony Beeson, and Michelle Pendleton for our bumpers this episode. Roxy, you're off again, right? I am. She's all over the place these days. Oh, man. Crazy life these next two months. Where are you going, Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, (laughs) maybe we'll hear about that. But in the meantime, Roxy, if while you're away, you happen to be online and, you know, you're Shopping for a back grip or something? Yep, stickgrip.com or fogfreeeyewear.com. Yeah, your glasses get fogged up, don't they? They do. They do. They've got the solution. And we've got the code. LLPOD. Use it, people. Bye. The admins are going nuts right now. Big sky, train tracks, small town. Can't go back, left home after school in search of being cool. As a kid, I made a crown out of duct tape. I wore hand-me-downs, hide the hick inside of me. I didn't know and couldn't see that I am cowgirl. Royalty, I come from the country, now live in the city. I don't pretend to try to fit in, cause I'm a country bumpkin and ain't a something. Bright lights, broad.
direction on the street Cause I am cowgirl royalty I come from the country now live in the city I don't pretend to try to fit in Cause I'm a country bumpkin and ain't I something At first I tried hard to hide The fact that I'm simple, not complex and more refined And then I found my happiness Once I embraced that I'm a country princess I find no matter where I go I don't have to change Girl, cause I'm cowgirl Royalty I come from the country Now live in the city I don't pretend To try to fit in Cause I'm a country bumpkin And ain't I something Was 
so clear Cause all of a sudden Her searching disappeared Cause she was searching for that something That could really turn her on She was searching for that something Until the break of dawn podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Sorry, Dad. Oh, yeah.